This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Matt, you threw out the, um, the tweet, as you always do, to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I want to start with the first question because it piggybacks on what we just talked about, and then you can read one that you had. And I want to throw it out specifically because Bill's Backers of Italy. Oh, sweet. Bill's Italy has a question, and we want to say thank you for coming. They were here. They were in Buffalo. I didn't get a chance to see them. Steve Tasker actually hung out with the Bills backers of Italy group. They were here in Buffalo. They went to the game. Forza Buffalo is what they like to say, right? So, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for tweeting us a question. Thanks for coming to Buffalo. Hope you guys all had, and girls, guys and girls all had a great experience here in Orchard Park. But the question from Bills Italy on Twitter is, do you think Benford or Jackson could play safety in the emergency? And I think that could be a solution here. So Christian Benford, when he was drafted, Brandon mm-hmm. Bean said, we'll start him at corner, but he can play some safety. He did that in college. It might be time to start getting him some safety reps. If Tredavious white is going to be back, which I think he is, you do have a couple extra guys there that you can use. And you don't want to just leave on the bench. We're good players for you. I know they've been rotating there. Cam Lewis has also played a little bit of safety, you know, towards the end of the preseason, they started moving him there. I wonder if Xavier Rhodes can play a little safety on the practice squad in case they need to elevate a veteran, like you said. So there are some options in the building to do that. I agree, but I feel like those are break glass in case of emergency options and not, we should go into a game with these as our game plan options. Mm -hmm. I think there should be a distinct difference there. I think if you're sitting in a game and you have an injury at the beginning of the game and you're like, Oh crap, we're screwed. Then you can put Christian Benford at safety. Conceivably, you could have Trey White, Dane Jackson, and Kyir Elam be your top three cornerbacks on the boundary, and then you could say, okay, well, let's just survive this game, and then we'll figure it out. But that's why I think it is imperative, if the Jordan Poyer injury is anything more than a couple weeks, that they do go out and find somebody, whether that be in the trade deadline market or whether that be a free agent who's still available at home, just so you have somebody. I think maybe a safety who is a little past their prime and you know, has played the position for their entire career is still probably more trustworthy than a young player who has been spending the entire summer playing a different position and then going back to another position. I think it's a valid point, but I think it's a more valid thing to happen during a game, not as you're preparing for a game, preparing for the rest of your season. All right. So a couple other questions here, T Beebs 25. 
Questenberry is better at right tackle than Brown question mark. That's not really a question. I guess it's, is he, what do you think there? Do you think Questenberry is better than Spencer Brown? Do you think it's close? What do you think? I'm okay. If David Questenberry is the starting right tackle. Um, I still think there's more for Spencer Brown to more room for him to grow and get better. Um, I, I will say, I think that Questenberry is a good run blocker. He played in that Tennessee system. I think that, um, I don't know about better. I mean, that's a, that's a tough question. I think that they could have their moment. Spencer Brown at times, I think can look really, really good. Honestly though, like when Spencer Brown's healthy, I, I would have no issue if the bills decided that David Questenberry was their starting right tackle and, and you know, rolled with him. I disagree. Actually. I think that you take the younger guy who you drafted in house. And I think right now, Spencer Brown, the highs are higher. The lows are lower. I mm-hmm. think Questenberry is more even keel. Right. So it depends on what you want. If you're the bills and you say, okay, we want the guy who's just more steady Eddie, then you would probably put Questenberry there. But I think with the way that this roster is built with the trajectory, this team is on, I think it's very important for Spencer Brown mm-hmm. to be getting those reps at right tackle, because I do think that he's going to be the right tackle on this team for a long time. I think growing pains, especially for a second year tackle playing in the NFL, that kind of comes with the territory. So, yeah, I understand that. I think it's a good problem to have because I think Questenberry can certainly fill in and plug and play and has been a nice piece for them. But I do think when Spencer Brown is healthy, at least personally, he should be the right tackle. Hey, did Aaron Rodgers apologize to you? John Brown wants to know for being such a jerk last time. No, he did not apologize. Okay. I did, but you know what? I'm mean, in the defense of Aaron Rodgers. He didn't have a chance to see me. I wasn't down on the field. I had my scooter. <laughs> you know what? That's what he was looking for you. He didn't. He couldn't find you. So he must have been looking for me. Uh, somebody told me before the game, they're like, if he sees you or if you see him, you should tell him that you're on the knee scooter because he shoved you eight years ago yes. and you've never been able to recover since. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's, I was like, that's pretty funny. All right. Here's a couple. We've touched on some of these before, but do you think this is from, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, do you think green Bay exposed a weakness in our run defense or the bills just happy to let them take time off the clock? I'll start. I think it was a little bit of both, but I think it was more of the bills just being totally okay with the Packers letting the clock bleed, getting down the field and then not getting points. I think the bills were just like, what are you doing? Sure take five and six yard chunks, just, just do it. But you're not going to get back into this game by doing that. And it was right. They didn't at the end of the game. It was still a two possession game when the Packers got the ball back after the bills had to punt and it would have required them to make a 54 yard field goal, recover an onside kick, and then go Mm -hmm. score a touchdown with 40 seconds left and no timeouts. So I mean, that's very lofty. A lot of things have to happen. So I think it's more bills were okay with it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, again, I think the game plan was, you know, once they got up, especially it's, Hey, you know, let them run if they want, you know, we're not, I, in fact, I'll tell you a little insight, how this works. Like I'm listening to the radio broadcast in my ear in case they throw it down to me or something. And, and Eric Wood said at one point, he said, at some point you might see the safety start to creep down a little bit. And we talked about it on the air and, but you know, but they were up, you know, why do that? And you might've seen it here or there at a play here or there. By the way, when DeMar Hamlin does creep down, he is a physical guy. I mean, he really, the first play of the game, he came down from a safety spot, made a great read, made a great tackle. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I, we'll see going forward if teams try to do that. Not many teams have an Aaron Jones, though. I mean, he's a really good running back, and they ran the ball really well. And to back that up with A.J. Dillon, right, the Bills aren't going to see that many incredible run teams going forward, even this coming week. Brees Hall is out, obviously. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Jets will try to come up with that game plan. To me, the Jets will actually try to do the same game plan as the Packers because I don't think they want Zach Wilson standing back there and facing that Bills pass rush. I just don't think the Jets will be able to do that. Now that you say that, though, I'm starting to think and the, you know, the brain's churning a little bit. So, yeah, I don't think the, well, not just New England. So you have the Jets game this week, whatever. But you want to talk about scary running backs coming up. You got Dalvin Cook. You got Nick Chubb. Yep. Maybe Kareem Hunt if he's still in Cleveland. But that whole Cleveland run game, you're right. That's what I mean. And you got Ramondre Stevenson. So we're going to find out how big of a concern it is for the Bills very shortly here. Here's the difference though. Here's what I would tell you. Those teams don't have Aaron Rodgers. Yes. You know, you, you, you can, you can play a little bit differently without the threat of, Hey, there's a hall of fame quarterback throwing down the field on us. Right. I mean, if you, if Jacoby Brissett beats you, yeah. Hey, Jacoby Brissett beat us. Right. What, what do we, come on ridiculous. Yeah. Right. But I agree with you. Like it is something they have to look. I, I think the general theme from both of us here is if I may, we're not overly concerned about it, but it's something to keep an eye on, right? Like, Absolutely. Hey, they, they got to be better at it. Not really too worried right now. They've been the number one rush defense in the league this year, generally because teams have to throw on them anyway. And if you can do what you're supposed to do on offense, you're going to make teams more one dimensional. Anyway, they did shut down Derrick Henry and the Titans, by the way, when yeah, they absolutely. wanted to run the ball. So, you know, we've said, and, and the Baltimore Ravens for the most part, right? Those mm-hmm. were good run teams. So that's how that works. Hey, before we get on out of here, um, trade deadline is yeah. Tuesday at 4 p.m. Tredavious White can no longer practice after Tuesday, but they do have until Wednesday at 4 p.m. to activate him. They get an extra day. They get an extra day to evaluate his practice situation, the window of him practicing. And I'd have to think he gets activated. I can't imagine he's not yeah. activated, right? Yeah. Okay, so what about the trade deadline, though? And what do you think this um, – There was some, there's been some reports about running backs and kicking tires. I don't really – I don't know. I think there's – there's not a lot of stuff there. I, I I just don't believe that they're in on a guy like Alvin Kamara and what it would cost. But what do you think about the trade deadline and what they might do? I think they're going to be aggressive. I think they re- and I don't think it has anything like you, we talked about this in the last episode. It has nothing to do with the Chiefs going out and making a move or other right. teams going out and making a move. I don't think this is reactionary whatsoever. That being said, I think they do realize the window that they're in. They see yeah. like, okay, this is the best team we might ever have. We're six and one. We want to win a Super Bowl. Who can help put us over the edge? So I think a lot's going to depend on, quite frankly, Odell Beckham Jr. Like if they're actually in on Odell Beckham Jr. and it seems like they're going to get him, then they're probably not going to make any moves. Or maybe they're going to make a small move for a safety or for an interior offensive lineman, something that requires a day three draft pick. If they don't sign Odell Beckham Jr., that's when I think they might start to call around to teams for some sort of playmaker, whether it's a receiver, whether it's a running back, whether it's another tight end. I just Brandon Bean, by nature has always shown that he's more aggressive, especially like, just think about it. Like they go out and they spend $120 million to sign Von Miller. They've made all of these trades during the draft, to either move up the board to move down. Brandon Bean says sometimes the hardest thing for him is to sit still and not make a move. You're the GM of a team that's six and one that has Josh Allen as a quarterback and one of the best defenses in the NFL. I'm imagining you're like, okay, let's go do it. Like I said last week, nobody cares if you lose a third or a fourth or a fifth round pick and you end up going to the Super Bowl. Nobody's going to ever critique you for that. So go find somebody who can make a difference. Like I love, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is a reaction to this. I love the Tony move for the Chiefs. I love it. I think that's such a smart gamble if you're Kansas City to go get a playmaker who hasn't lived up to the expectations, who could be a difference maker, and who could be really, really good in your offense. Go find somebody like that. Or 
go find somebody on defense. I don't think they have to. That's also a clear distinction. I think they can still win a Super Bowl if they make no moves by tomorrow at four o'clock, but I think they should. The Bills are 12 and a half point favorites at the New York Jets next week. Are, you're not traveling there, are you? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to, that's one are you of the reasons. Do that? I don't know yet. So I have a doctor's appointment on Wednesday to look at the foot. I'm leaning in the direction of no, just because. It's going to be 73 degrees on Sunday at the game. Oh, uh, is it really? Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. beautiful. So, I mean, I mean, we'll definitely send somebody from the station. One of my colleagues will for sure go, but I just think New York is one of those trips that we've talked about this on the podcast. I'm not a big road trip guy. I do not like just sitting in a car, but New York is a trip for us that we always drive because it seems like the convenience of it is, you know, far exceeds the convenience of flying. It's different for you on the charter there. Seth. Sure. Sure. But, yeah. but for Pretty us, convenient. You fly, you know, you fly into one of the airports, you get a rental car. By the time you do that and you wait at the airport, you get your bags, you get to the rental car. You're probably spending like four hours doing everything that you need to do. You can hop in a car and get to MetLife in six if you're driving from Buffalo. And there is the convenience of basically just like right when the game's done and you finish your work, you get in the car and you head back. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go. But I'm gonna say it's I mean it's a game time decision. Well, it's not a game, it's not a game time decision. It's a it's a Wednesday afternoon decision. Well, uh any Bills Mafia who wants to uh head out to New York for the game should be good, great weather. I'm looking the early forecast looks 73 degrees all weekend, by the way, Saturday and Sunday. There's some rain coming, like I think it's Monday, so hopefully that doesn't arrive too soon. But looks like it's gonna be a great, great weekend out there. And then uh real quick, we are doing this on Halloween. We're recording. By the time people mm-hmm. listen, Halloween is over. The perfect, perfect costume for you. You should definitely go as a uh, reporter with an injury. That's what you should go as. You, you, you mean you got everything right there? The scooter is right there. What are you? I'm a reporter with an injury. Oh, okay. Get some candy. <laughs> I, I told some Bills employees yesterday. I was like, Hey, can I get a uh, Tommy Doyle jersey? Because he was ripping around the he was ripping around the knee scooter at training camp earlier yeah, this year, yeah, or yeah, when he yeah. got injured. So I was like, Oh, I could you know go as Tommy Doyle. But it's it's funny. Like we have a show every Monday night at the station at seven mm-hmm. o'clock. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's seven o'clock. Most trick or treating is like winding down by eight, right? Isn't the window four to eight? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 I mean like my, my eight year old, like I don't want to be up there out there too much past like eight o'clock basically. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That makes sense. So I last week before or two weeks ago, whatever it was, I was walking around the grocery store and I bought a big bag of Halloween candy just so we had it at the house. Cause I knew my wife was going to have to be there handing it out. And I bought one of those bags that was a combo. I'm looking at it right now. It's M&M's Milky Way, three Musketeers, Twix and Snickers. I was like, that's a good combination. It was like, if, if you, were a kid and you went up to a house and you got any of those candies, I think you'd be happy. But then I opened the bag and it's those little ones. It's not the fun size ones. It's the little ones, real tiny ones, real tiny. So I called my wife and I was like, Hey, I need you to pick up some candy for tonight because we might have to go into this as the emergency supply, (laughs) but I don't want some cute little kid to come up with this awesome costume and be like, Hey, trick or treat. And then I throw in these two candies that look like they were at a desk candy jar from, you know, yeah, it's, we, uh, we don't get a ton of, we don't get a ton of trick or treaters at my house. I live in the city, but for some reason, my street just, it's more like a couple of blocks away where everybody is and like, you know, not as much on my street. We do get a few here there. So, uh, but we'll be out there and, uh, Max, um, I don't know, 
he he's a transformer bumblebee and he's got the he's got this oh, car cool. and he literally like he was down on the ground it's a car and then all of a sudden the car pops up and it's him coming out of the costume right kind of like popping out of a cake a little bit so you have fun with it right hey yeah. um hey have a uh, have a good weekend i hope a week, good week excuse me i hope that your next appointment for your foot goes really well and you know Thank you. maybe maybe see you in new york too unfortunately though i know you if you had a really good foot. You'd be golfing on Saturday down in New York in Long Island. Oh, or something. Yeah. It's actually, I was talking to Jay Skirsky, the Buffalo news about this about a month ago before I knew everything that was going on. This is the last weekend, I believe for Beth page black. And, oh. we, have, and we have done that a couple times going down. Yeah. There. I think in 19, we did it back to back weekends. We did it for the jets game and we did it for the giants game. It's such an awesome course. And it's such a good deal. If you're somebody who likes golf, because cool. if you're a New York state resident, I think it's 75 bucks which is less than it costs to play some of the public courses here, but it's one of the, you know, best, most challenging public courses in the world. So yeah, I, I was thinking about doing Beth page black, but I, the, the surgery was strategically planned to be done once golf season was done. <laughs> so I had yep. two criteria. I needed a lot of games at home, which there are three of the four games during this month are at yep. home and then golf season was done. So it checks both of those boxes. Well, hope everybody has a great beginning of November and we will talk to everybody later in the week as we preview the bills and the jets for Matt Bovey. I'm Sal Capaccio. It's always game day in Buffalo. Download, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you pod.